This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, May 6, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. In the 10 years since Lawrence Lessig wrote his Code and Other Laws of Cyberspace, how well have his arguments held up? Cato Research Fellow Jason Kuznicki is Managing Editor of Cato Unbound. He describes the debate. The central argument of code is that code, in a sense, is law. Code has a uh, tendency to uh, influence how people interact and uh, to guide the types of social interactions that they will have online. So it's important to consider how computer online experiences are, are coded, how their architecture uh, will uh, later go on to shape what we can do and say and possibly even think using this new medium. And I can give you an example of that. Consider an online service that maybe offers only very limited access to the wider internet, but that gives a great deal of proprietary content behind a sort of gate so that most of your internet experience is not even really on the internet proper using this service provider. It's only within a very narrow community. Uh, the early CompuServe is an example of this. And uh, it's, it's an example of how the architecture of, uh, of uh, this computing experience actually does shape social interactions and does shape what people can do with one another online. How well have those arguments held up uh, among people who are interested in technology? Well, in some senses they have held up, and in others they really haven't. The early online services that tended to have a lot of proprietary content and maybe only offer generalized internet service as sort of an afterthought, those services have all either modified themselves or failed. Uh, That type of internet experience is just not available anymore. However, some authors, uh, including, for example, Jonathan Zittrain, who's also writing for Cato Unbound this month, have said that we face a new type of threat that is analogous to the old one in the form of uh, lockdown appliances. And the example he likes to use is the iPhone, which uh, does not allow you to choose whatever cell phone service provider you'd like, does not allow you uh, to... uh, hack the operating system very easily. It's a a fairly closed device, and he contrasts this with the early Apple computers, which were wide open and encouraged all sorts of software development, and you could basically do whatever you want with them because they weren't weren't appliancized. They weren't turned into a a one-dimensional machine that can only do one thing. Personally, I'm not sure that this is the appropriate analogy. I would look at the iPhone and compare it to the wall-mounted corded telephone of 30 years ago and ask which one is the more generative device. And I think it's, it seems clear to me, at least, that the iPhone is. It can go wherever you go. It can record sound. It can take pictures. I mean, these are things that you could not find a phone that could ever do that 30 years ago. 30 years ago, that was science fiction. Both of these gentlemen are talking about being locked in to some form of uh, device or user experience that cannot be altered uh, in very easily. Right, and the fear there is uh, that there will be a loss of creativity or a loss of creative potential or, or what uh, Zittrain likes to call uh, generativity. I don't see that. I, I just don't see it. Uh, in fact, there are also dedicated communities uh, 
who spend a great deal of time working on hacking the very devices that he talks about, things like the Xbox 360. They have uh, inspired a group of very motivated and very talented people to essentially break open these uh, these walls and, and break down these barriers, and and they've been remarkably successful. Devices like this can't be... Uh, held in check permanently. It's it's virtually impossible, technologically speaking. If your entire universe starts with a locked down device, you it would seem that you are ignoring all of these other services that may not have existed uh, in large part when Lessig was was writing what he was writing. How have his arguments changed uh, to accommodate uh, a more open reality with regard to the internet? Well, our uh, our lead essayist, uh, Declan McCulloch, suggests that, in fact, Lessig has moderated his arguments somewhat. He famously released an uh, updated version of code called uh, Code 2.0, and uh, he has suggested in this that uh, it was not... Uh, well, he backed away from some of the more strongly anti-cyber-libertarian language in the original book. So it remains to be seen uh, what he'll say in Cato Unbound this month, and I'm looking forward to it very, very much. Jason Kuznicki is managing editor of Cato Unbound. You can read this month's debate over code and other laws of cyberspace at cato-unbound.org.